0: I am Baiki Winky and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here, I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. Today's guest, Kuljeet Singh, is a runner and a running coach with a running community in North Bangalore called Riot, short for running is our therapy. He has an inspiring transformational journey going from weighing 94 kgs and dealing with a horde of health issues to now running marathons and weighing in the 60s, all through healthy lifestyle changes. In this episode, we talk about his weight loss journey and his running journey. We talk about what specific habit changes helped him in his journey of going from 4 hours 18 minute marathon to a Boston marathon qualifying 3 hours 4 minutes timing, we also talk about how nutrition and strength training become cornerstones of a healthy lifestyle that helps one with their running pursuits. It was a lovely conversation, which I hope you will enjoy as much as I did. With that, let us get into my conversation with Kuljeet. But first, this episode is brought to you by findbetter.ai. Findbetter is a social networking app for cycling and running enthusiasts to discover and shop together. For a cycling enthusiast like me, it is a treasure trove to find all sorts of bikes and accessories both used and new. I tend to get a lot of direct messages asking for where to find a bike on a budget, etc. Nowadays, I simply tend to direct them to the Find Better app. It is an app that is completely free to use and is available both on Google Play Store and the App Store. Download and you can follow me on the app as well. I am there on the app as Bikey Winky, B I K E Y V E N K Y. Now, Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the Working Athlete Podcast, uh, Kuljit. It's a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for calling me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Kuljit, I think the first time that we met was in um, the Bar uh, Diotalan, was it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We met uh, last year, I think, at the same time. Yeah. So I did a 10K there. Mm. I think that was the first time we met.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. It. Uh, I mean, I. I almost goofed up the results uh, that day because it was uh, quite a bit of a challenge. It was the first time that we were doing the um, uh, duathlon. Uh, uh, not not the first time we were doing, doing duathlon, but the first time we were doing a duathlon and I T T. a 10k run and uh, you know team relay so everything mixed (laughs) together and it was I think nearly 100 participants um, uh, taking part in that race uh, and um, hi for uh, obviously for uh, raising uh, uh, funds for giving back Uh, incidentally we are doing one in three weeks from now Uh, I don't know when this episode will come out but in April uh 23rd to uh, 2023 this uh, there is going to be the second edition of our uh, giving back Great. I'm i'm uh expecting you to be po- on the podium yeah. there as well.
1: A... No, i'll definitely come down it's it was a good event overall but i think uh, i was i still remember i was running with people who are doing the relay and the people who are a part of other duathlon and also maybe that was the reason maybe the results was uh, yeah here and there but I really enjoyed the event and I feel that since you are doing it for a very good cause, I feel many other people also should be a part of this. It's always good to give back to the community, always, so
0: yeah yeah definitely uh, uh, I, we actually found a really nice uh, route this time uh, because the OMR route is now with all the road works is yeah, not feasible but um, I'm hoping there will be more runners more cyclists more people who are, are doing both maybe triathletes uh, that can uh, forget the swimming part and take part yeah. so all right um, you know enough about that uh, um, it came up because th- that's where we first we are, met. We met last year yeah yeah, yeah. so right now um, coming back coming to your journey i'm uh, really curious uh, about uh, knowing more about your journey uh, because i i thought from whatever i saw uh, it, it felt quite similar to my own journey of uh, you know weight loss and yes yes, yes. on fitness so uh, let us start with uh, talking about what is your uh, relationship with sport growing up if any
1: yeah uh, see, I actually, I haven't been very active into sports from the beginning. beginning. Mm. Uh, talk it from school days or college days, I was not much into sports. I used to play a little bit of table tennis and a little bit of football. That was a part of, you know, you uh, when you are in school, it's it's a part of your routine. So I was not much into sports. Then over a period of time, then when I just finished off and I started my career, So I ignored my health. I never took my health as priority. I just kept it at the last priority. So what happened during that time was, you know, I had really unhealthy eating habits. And I used to also drink a lot, almost every day. And uh, it was at one point of time wherein I started having some health issues. So that's when I was trying to... Uh, You know, reach out to the doctors here and there and then finally, I happened to meet an Ayurvedic doctor and she told me that probably see whatever medicines you're taking, it's all temporary. So you should start doing something, you know, you should start eating clean, you should start walking a little bit. So... This was something, you know, other people had not told, I was on medication and all. So, I thought, Chalo, let me just try this and then slowly, that's where I started, you know, I stopped drinking a bit, then I stopped eating outside, because I've been most of my time uh, alone here. So, I was not staying with my parents. So, food was a challenge, then slowly, you know, I got a cook. And we started, you know, eating healthy. And... When was this? When was... This was close to, I think, around 2000, end of 2015, 2016. So uh, that's where, you know, I just thought, okay, let me just start walking. But initially what happened was that was very tedious. I've never even walked for a kilometer for my entire life. So it became very, uh, you know, it was it's an task thing for me because... I have never you know walked that much but then I thought Chalo let me just try cycling that time because that was a low impact sport and walking was becoming more hectic so then I took up cycling in 2016.
0: By this time you uh, what was your weight around this uh, time? When I started I
1: was about 94 kilos or something. wow 94
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: so uh, but most of my weight change happened because you know i started eating little clean so i could reduce my weight a little bit and then cycling i I did cycling for about almost six to eight months initially but uh, then what happened is you know i there was a point where i just got stuck my weight was not going down uh cycling was i'm not because i started it for uh, losing weight but i was not seeing so much of progress so then i thought let me just give it a you know chance you know let let me try walking and all that so those days uh we used to have this fitness device it was a very new era of those different now you have many advanced things and metrics and all that stuff so uh Initially, I had a watch that you would be knowing about that Fitbit and all. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I got that uh, watch, and you know, the moment you do around ten thousand steps, it gives you a kudos and all that.
0: Yeah, yes. that can be very motivating. <laughs> no? motivating. it's like it's yeah. playing a game. Game. <laughs> yeah. And you are connected to
1: your friends there. You you have friend list who are also there on the app. You can see, we were challenging each other who will walk eight thousand, ten thousand steps. So it. That keep more, kept me motivating, and I just started walking from there on. So, usually I used to get time only in the evenings because mornings are a little hectic. So I used to get out by around seven, seven thirty, and just do a walk and come back, then have dinner and sleep. So, and, uh, I used to stay in New B L Road that time. <laughs> so there is a place uh, you, you would know. There is a place R M P Club. And there's a big park over there right. in Narayanvik, uh, second stage. So I used to go there and uh, do a little bit of loops there because it was quite green and uh, nice place to walk. So I used to see a couple of people you know, jogging there. And uh, I especially during that time, I used to see one guy who used to continuously run. I was there for about 45 minutes and he used to run nonstop right so i was thinking like you know i mean how can somebody run uh, how is that even possible how is it even possible when
0: we're he's struggling to walk, walk yeah.
1: he is running and running and running and running so i just you know reached out to him and i just spoke to him i asked him like how do you do this and so he just told me you just start up so that's when slowly even i thought let me just try so i got a, a running shoes from decathlon and then I thought, Chalo, let me just see. So I couldn't even actually jog for 100 meters that time. But I, one thing I would say, I mean, I thought, Chalo, let me not give up. I mean, nobody should probably. So I kept going and going. Then slowly I could, you know, do 500 meters. Then I used to jog and then walk for 200 meters. Then again jog for 500 meters. So... During that time, I uh, uh, we happened to shift to my own house, uh, which is very close to Aulali, I don't know, whether you know yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just stay about two and a half kilometers from there.
0: Man, that's lucky I uh, <laughs> to say,
1: Aulali <laughs> is a beautiful area. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So I fell in love with nature and uh, that's when I took running very seriously. I thought, let me be regular. So I just slowly started running one two kilometers and i just kept going because uh now it's also commercialized that side but those days about i'm talking about almost six years back right so there was nothing absolutely nothing it was much greener and cleaner that time so that kept me motivating so i just used to go and uh, i became regular and from 2018 onwards i just joined a running club and from there on in 2018 end of 2017 or something like that so i started uh, from there i uh, you know i got to know there are races also there are 10k races there are 21k races i never knew there are so many events right so uh, that's when i you know initially ran my first 10k also Uh, that was i think there was a cult run which was happening so uh milan somen was the brand ambassador of those days right so i thought let me just go at least see him so i signed up and i did my first 10k official 10k then back then so i was uh i was running at about 75 80 minutes you know, for a 10k time during that time mm. so from there now i mean you know it's been a transition for Uh, almost six years now so from there i've come to 39 minutes now
0: (laughs) wow (laughs) almost half (laughs) great man so before we get into the running journey um, a little more i want to dwell upon a couple of things Uh, one you mentioned that you have cleaned up your diet yeah um we'll get there and another thing is that you uh, gave up uh, you know from drinking every day you kind of stopped uh, drinking yes. so how difficult was giving up drinking uh, you know what kind what helped you to do that
1: uh see for me uh, as a person i don't know how it works with others so from beginning onwards i'm like if i have to give up something i just give up there's no cutting down and then reduce it and just you know uh, leave it that doesn't happen uh, i don't know it's uh, in anything that i do i just you know i take it up and i just see to that you know somehow i'm able to maintain it so i just gave up because the problem was i was not uh, able to you know I had stomach ulcers and all and I used okay. to what was happening is uh, especially during nights whenever I used to have my dinner and go to sleep so what was happening is that was causing a lot of acid reflux hmm. so I was not able to sleep at all so I had a lot of sleepless nights there are times where I still remember that at 2-3am in the morning you know, I have like gone to Rameh hospital I am not getting sleep so all those things were there so I thought now it is a high time that you know I just do this but I have not given up drinking completely even now but uh, what I feel is everything in moderation is good Hmm. and you should know your own limits it's it's fine. There's nothing bad, you know, you can't tell a person who drinks is bad. But it's okay. With anything in moderation is fine. Hmm. So that's how I just thought for my own better self. So I just gave it up. Right. Initially, I just <clears throat> gave it up and then slowly I again, <laughs> when I saw, you know, my health getting better then sometimes... Social I, drinking and stuff. Know, and I have a privilege like, I don't usually go out. I sit with my dad and right <laughs> we, yeah. we drink at home so yeah. sometimes like he tells me when i stopped drinking he was like i want to have a drink why don't you sit with <laughs> me So he yeah. that i thought Chalo, let's
0: right.
1: just one or two drinks with him yeah so that's how you know i just quit yeah. for my own good
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh the health, health the health aspects you mentioned the stomach ulcers uh, acid yeah. reflex, not able to uh sleep and stuff. Yeah. W- were there any other uh, issues that were going that you were facing around that time that kind of propelled yeah. you to take uh, the path towards uh, your health?
1: Uh see other thing was actually I have been into uh professionally I was into financial uh, management I was into investment banking oh okay so what happens is the job itself was too it's
0: quite stressful. Uh, quite stressful yeah. uh, job I guess so yeah.
1: because you have lot of number games and you have to man manage portfolio this that and all that stuff so that job was also stressful and I was not eating well so everything all put together it was causing uh, you know multiple issues right so I thought Let me just, you know, at least, Mm -hmm. because I realized if you don't, because I was always getting older, I was already, I think, about 38, 39 then. So, uh, I decided that, you know, let us just take a step. So, that's how I started.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, health is something that kind of uh, gives, you you know, puts everything in perspective, right? If you are not healthy, uh, everything becomes secondary. Exactly. Right? Everything becomes secondary. If you are uh, bedridden for a couple of days and not able to move, even if you are like stuck with viral fever or something, then you will realize, damn you know all the things that you are worrying about are you know don't really matter exactly. know, health becomes uh, number one right um you know good it is something like that that kind of propelled me on my journey as well The similar situation uh for me the you know bronchitis attacks and asthma i'm uh, with overweight issues and all that kind of you know um me in the gut to take that step, right?
1: In fact, even I had a similar issue, I still have sometimes due to weather changes, bonkraties, and all because uh, <clears throat> Bangalore weather, I don't know, it has some sort of
0: yeah. oh, thing. definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah, I have been having this issue for a uh, long time. Yeah. I always, when there is a weather change, even now, sometimes I get, but the it the frequency is much lesser, mm. but earlier it used to be very bad.
0: Yeah, you know, once you once your aerobic fitness kind of improves, yeah. um, a, at least in my experience and in experience in the experience of uh, you know uh, friends, I saw that the your immunity or your ability to yeah. uh, cope up with those. Uh, You know, things become better. Exactly. The the frequency of those uh, issues, the attacks uh, and uh, frequency of falling ill uh, becomes uh, lesser. I mean, having had to, uh, you know, consult, roam around uh, hospitals for years, once I started my fitness journey, uh, I... Almost never, in the years following, in in 2008, I uh, started my fitness journey. And uh, from February 2008 to to October 2008, I lost, in the eight months, I lost 16 kgs. And uh, (laughs) from before that to after that, the frequency of hospital visits from, say, almost every month to, it became like none in the following years, It's similar, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a huge, huge uh, change. Yes. Um, uh, coming to your diet, yeah. uh, you mentioned that you started eating uh, you know, healthier. Or yeah. uh, uh, So what kind of changes in diet happened uh, around that time to help you on this journey?
1: Uh, see, diet, I would say that, you know, I didn't uh, change anything what I was eating and i didn't uh, have a specialized diet or something the only thing what i did was i just cut down eating outside okay. and i just yeah. started bringing on uh, like i said we were having a cook so we were getting our own groceries and we were asking him to just make homemade food that's it right which would be not much of uh, you know not that masalas and all that stuff which all other people put outside so it was just that so, we, I didn't do anything special and I did a little bit of portion control. Hmm. So, that's where uh, I saw I was about 10 to 12 kgs lighter in a, in a year itself. Right. So, that helped me. Uh, most of the weight initially I lost on my own. Uh, and then when I started my running, so there also, you know, because of running also it helped me i lost you know furthermore and then furthermore and that's how it has been actually
0: right excellent so portion control uh, and then uh, maybe eating a little cleaner in the in the sense that uh, you are you stopped uh, eating outside yes. and, you know, sticking to mostly home-cooked uh, stuff where we know what exactly is there in the yeah. food that we are yes. eating. Yes. That becomes a major part because... uh in the in food outside, to make it, uh, you know, tastier, there is a lot of oil goes, a yeah. lot of salts goes, a right. lot of, I, I don't know what else goes, right. right? But if we are, if we know it is being cooked at home, yeah. we know what is going in. Correct. Yeah? So right. that becomes much more easier to kind of manage. Yeah. Uh, so that that is great but did you also uh, is the timing of the food also exactly
1: exactly mm-hmm. like what was happening was actually uh there were times where i was actually even skipping breakfast those days when i was not uh, healthy so i still know that i used to straight away go and i used to have breakfast at 11 30 and lunch sometimes at 3 o'clock and dinner like 11 o'clock so these times also, as um, you know, rightly said, slowly uh, when we shifted and, you know, uh, when I, I got married also, then all these things slowly got corrected. But even after marriage, I was not sticking on to the right time. I was still drinking and all those stuff. But once I started this, so um, I started eating in time. Uh, morning breakfast, we used to finish by 7.38 and then having lunch at about 12.31 and dinner at about 8 o'clock. Yeah. So that also helps because you can't, uh, you know, eat at 11 o'clock and go to bed. Right. Yeah. And I was going to bed quite late. So slowly I started changing my habits. I started going early to bed so that I wake up a little early. So all these really matter. Over a period of time,
0: definitely, definitely. Yes, yes. So the kind of uh, you know the timing of uh, food, the portion portion of the yes. food, the you know content of what you are eating, yes. everything matters, right? Yes. Like uh, you mentioned, uh, you can't eat and then just go to sleep. Also, okay. uh, that okay. uh, typically um, uh, studies have shown that it is good to eat two to three hours at least two exactly. to three hours uh, before going to sleep yeah. so so yeah. that you know the body has uh time to kind of assimilate and it's not uh, yeah. doing that while you're sleeping
1: yeah to diet yeah. at least the food will get digested before you sleep otherwise your stomach will be working on digestion so you'll not get good sleep yeah
0: so and we all know how important the sleep is yes. uh, especially now everyone is drumming up uh yes. you know the uh importance uh, of sleep, yes. um, all the scientists, all the sports yes. scientists, yes. sports doctors, yes. everyone is uh, raving about the importance of exactly, sleep. Exactly,
1: your body recovers when you're sleeping. So mm-hmm. whatever activities you have done for the day, so if it's all recovering, you know, during your sleep itself. Right. So that uh, next day again, you're up and you can again, do your next workout. Otherwise, if you don't sleep well, then the body recovery also is not
0: faster. Yeah. Uh, So, people we used to talk about uh, you know talk greatly about people who were sleeping uh, just 4 hours a day and stuff now we know that we should not be doing that yes. uh, you know we at least uh, you know 6 to 7 hours yes. if you are into sports uh, and working out hard and stuff at least 8 hours of sleep is what uh, is, is great, recommended yes. so you know as kids uh, even our uh, you know kids Kids tend to sleep eight to nine, ten hours, and uh, we we are we feel jealous about them. <laughs> looking at them. But uh, you know we know that how important it is as they grow. Okay. This is uh, really important. Um, now coming to your uh, running journey, yes. right? You gone. You uh, you mentioned that you gone from seventy uh, five k, uh, seventy five minute, ten uh, k to now 39 minutes and stuff okay. so let us talk a little bit about uh, you know that journey how that progression uh, happened over the years yeah. so
1: uh, i would also like to put a point here uh, you know just running might not be that you know it might not make you healthy right just uh, eating right eating some diet also might not make you healthy so i have uh, when i started this journey i think uh, yeah i told you like about 2017 so then i actually uh, joined a running club so i started knowing about events so what happens is when you Get into those events, you always want to perform because you need that accountability. You always want to better your own timings. So, when all those things come into the picture, then slowly you know uh, you build up a little bit of pressure and then you want to do things right, you want to get lighter. So, all those things. So, what happened during that time, uh, close to about I still remember about one and a half to two years. So uh, there was a drastic change in my diet that time, which I shouldn't have done, which happened due to maybe some misguidance or something. So I uh, lost about, I still remember, I came to about 60-61 kilos. Mm -hmm. I lost about close to another 10-12 kgs very fast. That was, I think... Uh, if I'm not wrong, within 7-8 months.
0: Wow. So, uh, <clears throat> so from 70 or to 61. What? Yes. Wow. So,
1: uh, what was happening is actually, I didn't realize uh, because I am a Punjabi. So, what happens is in Punjabis, we are hardcore non-vegetarians. From beginning, my entire family and even I have been a hardcore non-vegetarian from childhood. So, during that time, I turned vegan Mm -hmm. um, due to somebody's recommendation and all. So, what happened that actually, uh, I did lose weight. But what was happening is I totally changed my entire eating habit. And for 40 years, whatever my body was used to. So if you suddenly change and you start eating something new, so that had an adverse effect, which I did not feel it initially. I was feeling that, okay, I'm getting lighter. I'm able to progress. I'm able to run faster. So what happened is like 2016, I started running. 17 was 2016 and little bit of running. Then 17, I did little bit of cycling and running. Then in 18, I progressed to a full marathon. Okay. Because I thought, okay, things are going on the right direction. And when you join a running group, you always have that push. You do a 10K, then you do half, then you do full. So I think uh, there maybe I went wrong. I feel that, you know, there should be a very slow progression. And any sport for the matter, patience is one thing which anybody should have. Not only an athlete, even the person who is actually guiding you, they should also have patience. But I think that progression happened quite fast. And during that time, that had a big adverse effect. So I started having health issues again. Okay,
0: what sort of health issues were you having?
1: What happened was actually uh, due to sudden change in diet, I my vitals were actually, I was deficient in vitamins. I was deficient in iron. I was not getting sufficient uh, micronutrients, which Mm -hmm. I used to probably get by eating what uh, my usual diet. So I was deficient, which I did not know. I did not. Nobody told me that you have to check it. Uh, What happens is basically when you're running and if you're not seeing progress. So people think that, okay, maybe your coach will think that you're not doing the workout right. Or you're probably not eating right. So, their prospect is, if, is really different. Because as a person, you know what's happening inside. You're putting entire effort, but still you're not able to get, get it. So, that was actually, you know, I had a lot of... I just went into depression that I know what is happening. And I I'm not able to perform and all that. So... Coming back to what, health issues, I had a severe muzzle breakdown. So what happens is basically, uh, if you're not giving your body enough nutrients, which is required, like you know, running mm-hmm. is a very impactful Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, definitely. Sport.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I was doing is, see, carbohydrate is energy. Mm. So today everybody has a different concept that carbohydrates are bad. Hmm. But it is actually your carbs are giving you the energy. That's how the carbs are turning into glycogen, and your glycogen is in turn giving you energy.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: So I was not having enough of carbs. Carbs. Hmm. And uh, what was happening is that was when you don't have enough of fuel in your body, so it was burning the muscle. So whatever that weight loss which happened, that was a muscle burn.
0: All right.
1: So I could see my family members, my friends. They started telling me that you look sick. You have started running. You should look healthier, but you have started looking sick. So I was telling no, I have lost weight. What you? I used to, you know, shout at them. No, I am not looking sick. But they were telling no. Seriously, your face. Looking at your face and looking at your body, we feel that there is something wrong. You are really feeling ill. You are not feeling healthy so this happened and uh, it took almost a year for me to realize and nobody guided during that time what you should do i in fact uh, I told uh, my coach also but they also were clueless so then later <clears throat> i approached somebody uh, he was a sports medicine doctor so uh, i had a severe m- muscle breakdown during three to four times so what happens is during that time is basically when you have a muscle breakdown, so that my, my, the muscle breakdown happens, it goes into your bloodstream
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it goes to your kidney and you probably you urinate blood. Wow. So uh, that happened during my few runs wow. and it also happened, I still remember I did Mumbai marathon in 2018. So, after that Mumbai marathon, I, you know, I had that experience. And before that also, I had it. Being led. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, this actually, you know, it it created so much of stress on me that I was at point thinking that whether I should really run or I should just stop. Because this is something I cannot go and share with everybody. It's not maybe even if I i didn't share it with my parents now they know but those days i did not because they also would probably get tensed
0: yeah it is it is it is a you know cause of worry right they they already feel that you are looking sick now you go and tell them that i'm I'm, I'm actually (laughs) peeing blood they're like they'll freak out and say nothing doing you just stop running right so what i saw
1: is you know like i started thinking like those days were much better, where I was unhealthy, but I was not having this kind of issues. Yeah. I'm, I think that I've lost weight. I feel that I'm fit from outside, but still I'm having all these issues. So what happened is then later I consulted a, a sports doctor and then he told me what all, I don't know why this happened. Still then nobody had a clue. Mm. Yeah, even in the running community, nobody knew about this. So, he told me exactly why it happens, how it what you need to be, what needs to be done. So, he immediately asked me to get some tests done. So, for his shock, like my iron levels were very low, which actually, if you're an athlete, it should be actually slightly better than a normal human being. Right. If a human, I mean, normal uh, normally, the hemoglobin is around 15.8 to 16 for normal people. So, for athletes, maybe it should be a 16 or something like that, or 17, even better. So mine was very dangerously low. I had deficiency in D3. My B12 was low. Mm. So all these issues happened. So that's when I realized that, you know, uh, diet can also create a havoc. Yeah, You should never change your eating habits. If anybody is totally changing your diet, That's a wrong concept. You should not accept it and maybe you should uh, probably not listen to them. I learnt it a very hard way. So I went through all this for about almost one and a half years. So slowly I started realizing, you know, what should be done. I reached out to a few people and all. So So I got to know what to, you know, I just stopped taking that diet i started having my regular one so that's when i started seeing improvement again
0: very very interesting right the, the diet uh, is a very contentious issue okay. right so uh, the people who are vegan swear by it people who are uh, you know they they say that their recovery is top-notch their uh, you know ability to recover the ability to go faster all these and they the way they feel and all that is uh, amazing and stuff and there um, there is this uh, you know people who are into keto which yeah, keto right. diet right. Uh, we, we, you know who's fair by their diet uh, their way of eating the keto diet is the superb uh, diet <laughs> amazing you know that is the be all end all uh, right. you know thing you should not uh, have carbs you know everything really, yeah. and it is it it works great and i'm feeling lighter i'm i'm faster and then it comes to paleo diet yes and you know they swear by it and in in midst of all this we tend to forget that uh, there is a diet that we you know, uh, the, you know that diet can be very regional you know exactly, dependent exactly, yeah. um, what is uh, you know available in your region what has been uh, going on for ages yes you know, hundreds of years uh, in the region, Be uh, maybe based on the climatic conditions, the diet changes, Um, maybe uh, due to the availability, the diet changes and everything. But uh, everything kind of works. It's the kind of combinations and permutations and combinations that, uh, you know, seem to work. And it it is something that we can, uh, cannot categorically say, okay, this is the only thing that we, we can't. And uh, what I feel is, it is again okay, individual
1: based. Exactly. Maybe something what I eat, maybe not, it will not suit you. Or something what you eat, might it not suit? It might not suit me. Right. So the problem here is nobody is actually realize that that especially in, uh, you know this nutrition whatever is there. So nobody is. Even now realized, I would say, I mean, in the entire community, there are so many uh, groups here, so everybody tries to, you know, push some fat diet here and there, but they don't realize, you know, what uh, uh, you know suits an individual or not. Would it really work out for them or not? There are so many things which they need to analyze. They need to see, and then probably, you know, put forward. They also need to see. what sport they are into, what uh, probably is their background. So all those things nobody is doing. They are just, as you said, some hundreds of people have told that being vegan is good, you recover fast. So looking at that history, they'll tell you, you know, you have this, that. It might have helped, I'm not telling that, but it might not help you because... Every individual is different, so you need to understand everybody, and then
0: probably suggest or you know see how it works. Definitely, um, you know, like I said, it's kind, it's a kind of contentious issue, and we need to understand that not everything works for yeah. everyone. Yes. Right. It um, there can be templates that yes. kind of uh, you know work uh, for. Uh, uh, a large number of people, yes. but we have to kind of understand that not everything works for everyone, exactly. and there is no one thing yes. that is good for everyone. Exactly. I mean that uh, you, it it is really really difficult to make sense of the landscape uh, when it comes to food, yes, because uh, everyone who is living. Uh, are changed to a different diet, mm-hmm. swear by it, and it is really, really difficult to, uh, you know, convince them otherwise. Yes. But we don't need to, I would think, you know, and uh, let them have their way and we we have to find, you, you can experiment, try and experiment and see if it works for you. Yes. Uh, if it doesn't, you, you know, you have to move on and say you, you don't need to diss them, but you just go on and find what works for you and uh, yeah. stick to that. So yeah. that time, you know, I
1: did not have anybody to guide because as I told, I just joined a running group and this was given by the coach. So I just thought, you know, because I was looking at him as my mentor. So whatever uh, he told, I just followed it, but <clears throat> Initially, definitely, yes, I really saw, you know, things were improving because I was getting lighter. So, when you get lighter, I was getting faster automatically. But later, what happened, that had a huge adverse effect. Mm -hmm. So, which even he didn't know what to do. So, he was also clueless. So, uh, from there, it was, again, it took about one and a half years, two years to rebuild for me right it was again redoing everything what i did when i started running
0: yeah that is quite quite uh important to know that you know think uh, again and again i'm kind of repeating this but uh you uh, you know, it's important that not everything works for everyone. Right. You kind of have to uh, be mindful of that and yes. uh, while changing or, uh, you know, taking anything up. Uh, excellent. That is uh, that is a very interesting uh, this thing, right? Yes. Uh, in terms of training, coming yes. to training. Yes what, what uh, sort of training, what sort of uh, uh, running volume uh, do you do nowadays that kind of help you? Uh, and yeah,
1: you? so as I told you that uh, since I had this issue and all, then slowly uh, I happened to meet a person who is actually from SAI. So he's a sports doctor there. So he has only athletes whom he always see so he knows generally what runners go through and all that so he immediately first thing he told me that you start eating what you are actually eating normal home food food. right immediately discontinues this diet so i did that and he also told me that you have to address all these deficiencies everything which through supplementation and all that so which i eventually started
0: and then slowly uh those days supplementation uh, in the sense uh, you said the D was low and
1: D12 and even iron. Yeah.
0: So another thing is it's a very big,
1: huge, vast thing. You know, people say supplements are bad, but I feel supplementations are not. Uh, you know, any athlete for that matter, I don't think that supplements. That is in my own personal view, it's not bad you don't get a lot of hey, if there are right.
0: deficiencies uh, yes. and uh, you know if you are g- not getting uh, enough uh, nutrients from the food yes. you're eating then you have to uh, you know take care of those deficiencies right yeah. yes
1: so i was just rebuilding and uh, once i slowly <clears throat> got back i was this those days i was doing 40 50 kilometers every week because i was not able to I was just recovering from all this. I had uh, this fibromyalgia problem also. What does that mean? That actually, it hits your nervous system. So, what happens is you have sensations in your hands. Sometimes, like you you feel that something is crawling on your... Even there's nothing. Hmm. Then you start getting that anxiety and all that stuff. So, it is... Uh, due to, you know, change in food habit and due to...
0: The deficiencies. Okay.
1: So, so I was just recovering and once I just recovered, then coming back to the volumes currently what I'm doing. So, I personally believe I am... I usually have been a high volume runner. Mm So, I do about 110, 120 kilometers every week. Okay. But I again believe that, you know... uh, my run should be at least 80 85% easy, and only 10 15% should be right. intensity based. Mm. So, uh, you know, since I have kept it in that way, so I have stayed injury free even after putting in so much of my Right. And second thing is, I'm able to wake up next day and again go out and run. Mm. Because if you look at 110 to 120, it's almost 16 17 kilometers every day. Right. So I love running every day. <laughs> I mean, many of them think that you know what this guy. Wherever I go, the coach also starts saying, "No, oh, take a rest day, take a rest day." But I love running every day because. So basically, the, seven days a week. Yeah. I, no rest day in between. No, for me.
0: Easy. rest Yeah, day. I do a yeah. easy
1: run. I do take rest when I'm approaching any events or if I'm tapering. Yeah, I do a little bit of tapering, like if I'm doing a race. So there will be a two-week tapering. So I will definitely take a rest during that time. But I'm not recommending everybody to run every day. My body is like that. My schedule is like that. So I I believe, you know, my uh, improvement is running. Some people say you... Do this strength workout. Do that strength workout. For me, it doesn't work that well. But yes, I again don't say that it is not important. Strength is equally important. But for me, it's more like, you know, uh, volumes have been, uh, high volume has always worked well. It has showed results. Uh, So, that's how it is.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, uh, what, if what is your um like marathon uh, uh, timings from when you started to now?
1: Like uh, as I told you, I started with Mumbai, so I struggled and I ran just finished in four or eighteen minutes there mm-hmm. in two thousand, which is not bad in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is the marathon itself became a nightmare for me because i told you what all i went through so at that time i decided that in my life i mean never run marathon because i still when,
0: after. You, when you pee blood after the end of a marathon of course you are not going to look forward to that not today. only that but yeah. when i was still running
1: i could feel uh, you know a lot of issues going inside I still remember after 27th or 28th, it's like I had almost given up. I was saying that, you know, let me just not do it because I was in immense pain uh, with all this issue. And then after I think 33, 34, I started getting cramps, a lot of issues. So it was more like I was walking, jogging, walking, jogging after that. So it was with great difficulty I finished. And Mumbai being a humid place, I think in 2018, it was much warmer compared to the other editions so i really struggled there so i thought that you know i'll never run a marathon so i did not run any marathon until 2021 Hmm. so i thought i'll just train i will get back all my vitals i'll see to that you know i'm not deficient anywhere i'll change my diet i'll build up everything only then, probably I'll think of. So in between, I was just I didn't I just didn't do any race. And in, I mean you 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 know COVID also came in. So yeah. this were yeah. yeah. not happening also. So I think I would have done some three four events during that three years. So in two thousand twenty one, um, uh, Bangalore marathon happened. So still it was a second wave was going on. So Got they it. actually. Some got a permission to do it in uh, Devnali SEZ zone. Usually, it happens in Kaban. Right. So they uh, there they sent an invite only to some selected runners. So I got an invite because they were doing only full marathon. They did not have 10K, half, nothing. Yeah. So they
0: you wanted entered. to keep the field uh, smaller. Smaller, and
1: uh, they had around 150 participants. So I finished around in 3:21.
0: Wow! From nearly an nearly an hour. Uh, short, improvement
1: yeah. from two thousand eight to two thousand twenty one. Mm-hmm. So what? I, from this, what I feel is patience is the key. Everybody should have patience. Nothing will happen overnight. Yeah. You need to give time to everything. So mm-hmm. after that, like I thought, okay, eh, now I am confident that you know I can run this distance. So I signed up for Delhi two thousand twenty two. That was last year. Mm. So I ended up in 316 in Delhi.
0: Amazing, amazing! From 418, first one to 316,
1: yeah. Yeah, and then I did Ahmedabad last year again. So there, I uh, I was confident. You know, now I wanted to break a 310 uh, marathon and get qualified for Boston. So my training also was more of that specific. So I somehow managed a 308 there.
0: Wow. very nice yeah
1: and uh i ran delhi in february that was two months back so from 308 i came to 304
0: oh, oh, oh. yeah, yeah so it's
1: good. about five marathons in uh, last uh, six years,
0: right? Five, and five, uh, years. and five PBs uh, so on right. the way. Yeah. Uh, but that's that is uh an amazing, you know, consistently kind yes. of improving. Yes. Um, especially after the, the period of uh, you know, that struggle where you yes. tried to um, you know, figure out what was wrong uh, and all that. Once you figured out uh, And she made the necessary changes with the diet and the supplementation and stuff. Uh, and took care of your health again. That consistency has come yeah. back, and uh, you were able to consistently yeah. hit uh, now. You are at 304. Yeah. I'm sure you are going uh, sub three soon. Yes. Uh, so, is Boston, uh,
1: yeah, I have not qualified for Boston, so most probably I plan to I have to just see. I'm going to apply for US visa. They say that there is a waiting for almost oh, yeah, yeah. That, that has become a big issue now. Yeah. Yeah? So, I'm just talking to a couple of people. So probably if I get through an appointment uh, early, so I plan to sign up for 2024 Boston because I don't want to do any world major So Boston is one thing which is you know
0: it's like uh, uh, the mecca of running Mac for me and
1: the kind of energy, the kind of uh, crowd and you know, that environment is you know you should experience it at least once. So I want to do that. So currently yeah, sure. I probably would not doing anything i'll be doing a tcs 10k and then just train only for next year awesome so again in this uh what i would also like to add is like i have done only five marathons in a longer term so i see many people doing 50 marathons 30 marathons so i would you know you know just i mean i'm just putting a word of uh, suggestion or whatever you call it as Uh, uh, What happens is, you know, every time when you run an event, you always want to better yourself. Right. So, if you're doing 20-30 marathons, uh, you cannot cut down timings every time. One marathon a year is good enough. Right. You need to have patience, train for it, train for the year and then perform. So, then you'll probably see uh, you know, improvement. Maybe that is the reason I have also seen an improvement because if I would have, after 2018, if I would have again run in 2019, then I would have got more demotivated de- because I was still recovering and all this. So, I, you need to give it time. Right.
0: There is also, um, you know, another perspective where, uh, you know, rab- uh, some people use. Uh, racing itself as a training for uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for their intensity part and no, but
1: uh, see that again I will tell you what happens is basically say if I am doing a marathon next month or maybe if I am doing a marathon in October so if there is an event coming up in August which uh, I will probably do a half marathon in August to just see what I can do you know, uh, where is my fitness, how much time I can do? So that will decide probably what I can do in October right? So that is okay. that is mm. not uh, that's not an issue. But only doing an event and then trying to better your timings, what happens basically I'll tell you uh, when you are training for an event, your four to six weeks your intensity will be high.
0: Mm.
1: You might be doing an easy stuff, but when you are nearing the event, Yeah, slowly your intensity will be going higher. You'll be doing more speed workouts, all that, and you'll be doing taper. Mm -hmm. Then you'll do an event. Then you have to recover because you would put full effort. Then again, you cannot immediately start running. Running a marathon, and you need to give your body at least a week, ten days time. So all these things breaks that rhythm, Mm -hmm. your training rhythm. Because training is basically a long term thing. Right. If you do more races, in between again you will taper, you will again recover, you taper, you recover. So you, there is no rhythm in your training. So you just don't have to do so many events. Maybe one tune-up race for, before your event is good
0: enough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, there, I mean, uh, there are many ways to skin a cat, uh, as they would say. Yeah. but But um, uh, uh, definitely, there are uh, multiple approaches to, uh, yes. uh, you know, at, uh, doing well. But um, it, it is very important to kind of understand uh, over, not overdo things. Yeah, you should not. Yeah, do, because so
1: when you are going in an event, I have seen ninety percent of people will go full effort. Because it's right. an event. Yeah. So, you can't be going 90% full effort every time in an event. So, once, one, or, one marathon or maybe two marathons a year yeah. is fine. You can't do 10 marathons. Go full effort every time.
0: Oh, I can't so imagine it, 10. But ten but there are people yeah, who do that. But yeah,
1: still yeah. it is not recommendable what I feel. Mm-hmm. Because I feel is you should spend more time training mm-hmm. than
0: racing. Right, right. Of course, uh, that is all I do as well, you know, (laughs) because how many races uh, per um, year uh, do we have and how many, uh, but you you train, uh, I think, 95% of the time you are all training only. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's how it should be, actually. Yeah, yeah. So excellent! In um, this has been a fantastic uh, chat. Kuljit. Uh, uh, I mean, really enjoyed uh, this uh, session. Are are there any kind of tips uh, for like, working uh, athletes before we go?
1: See, I actually, uh, what happened during? Uh, there was a time where I did not see any improvement. <clears throat> so um, what i realized in that point was basically it is uh, as i again told you the entire community what they do is they focus more on running you know uh, you run faster you perform better but i feel it's the other way around you need to focus more on nutrition first you need to focus on your strength training then running is a byproduct so Uh, coming to the nutrition part, you know, like uh, I just came in contact with Tim Tim also. she's is uh, a certified nutritionist mm. and all. So that's where I think I, a year back, I just uh, met her and I started working on that. So that immensely helped me. Uh, and that's where, you know, I could see the turnaround. Like if you see the last year's uh training basically. My intensity and mileage both were on a very higher side Mm. because I was training for sub 310. So I feel that if you set these things like your nutrition and your strength part of it in any sport, I think you might have various other things for cycling, maybe your strength training, your mobility and your... uh, uh, whatever I mean yeah, yeah def- definitely
0: story, yeah, right? I mean those bo- platforms. yeah both become uh, super important vision yeah, and uh, strength yeah
1: so I so when I you know started taking care of this so I could automatically see that you know uh, the performances were definitely you know improving so I didn't because I feel running anyway I was doing it is nothing new to me I've been running for the last 4-5 years So, that automatically came in. Mm. So, I feel that this is a major platform. Running will happen. If you take care of other things, you definitely will see an improvement. And over a period of time, again, still you try to keep improving on that. Just trying to keep improving on your nutrition stuff. Improve your mobility. Improve your strength.
0: Your running will improve. Talking of strength, do you do any uh, specific strength work related to?
1: See, again, since I say that, you know, I run seven days a week. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, for me, for my body, I do two strength sessions every week. So I keep it very less. I don't do much. I do about 25, 30 minutes of strength. So I just work on muscle group, which is required for running. So one day, probably I'll do lower body, mm-hmm. the muzzle group, which is, just, uh, you know, required for running. I'll try to work on that muzzle group. And uh, the next day, I'll try to do a little bit of mobility because I've realized over a period of time, like uh, flexibility is also very important in running. Right. Because if you have to keep your legs rolling if you have to stride so if your body is not flexible if it is not mobile so somewhere you might have some nickel or it might lead to injuries so i do uh, mobility one day and probably a little bit
0: of strength so in any any specific uh, you know uh strength workouts um uh, like what sca- squats lunges and stuff or how
1: yeah yeah you see again there are some exercises like which you do with your own body weight mm. like as you said there are squats lunges you work on your glutes you work on your hamstrings
0: glute bridges and stuff
1: so these are all basically your core workout Mm. so in running it's like you will be always run the more efficient way of running is through core and glutes Mm. so if you don't uh, strengthen these group of muscles so what will happen is you will end up putting pressure on your knee or maybe on your calf or on your ankles Mm. so these muzzle groups are not that strong right. compared to your core and your glutes. So they will not be able to take that kind of stress. Right. If you put too much of stress on your ankle, so one day you'll have uh, an issue in ankle, you'll probably have a muzzle tear because it's not that strong compared to your other set of muscles.
0: So I work on uh, these Hmm. So, uh, in terms of mobility, what uh, sort of uh, stuff do you do? Mobility, actually,
1: uh, it's more of like, uh, you can call it as uh, yoga and bit of stretching, you know. Right. And uh, like, you know, I try to release the tightness which is there from the previous runs Hmm. and uh, especially i do a little bit of mobility for my hips hip flexors
0: oh that is something that i need to work on
1: yeah (laughs) because what happens is most of the time it is actually overworked yeah so i try to uh, do some exercises for that so that you know it uh, increases the flexibility and i don't because for me that has been a little bit of issues yeah. because if i run huge volume sometimes i get niggles there so
0: uh, i mean it's more a flexibility mm. thing yeah yeah and definitely for me also when i work on uh, uh, you know my yoga poses to kind of stretch out and, you you know, uh, take away that tightness. It kind of helps my uh, cycling as well. And nowadays, that's why I try to uh, inculcate yoga and strength uh, at least a couple of days a week. Yes. Um, and I don't cycle seven days a, a week anyway. So <laughs> you know, four or five days a week is all I cycle. So I'll have a couple of days for. Even um, uh, I have not been religious, but now I you know as we age, uh, that is becoming uh, more and more important. To, you know to ensure that. Uh, even off the bike, you or off the uh, run, in your case, you yes. you are strong enough to do other stuff as well, right? Yes. So you uh, recently started, uh, you know, uh, community uh, to guide people uh, also. Yeah. Yeah. So let us talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So uh, as I also mentioned earlier that you know I was seeing all this. Uh, gaps in the running community wherein i thought uh, <clears throat> there is no individual attention or there is there is something which is missing and uh, so i thought probably since i'm from north bangalore so in and around we had <clears throat> we initially built up a community which was about 25 30 people this happened during lockdown basically what happened was like uh, we all got together and we used to run in already because that was only place where we were allowed that
0: beautiful uh, place to run as well yeah so
1: then i thought why not you know some people told that why don't you you know guide us why don't you do something so that's when it came to my mind that you know okay fine uh, let us do something and we'll start off with this so uh, along with one of my other running partner, his name is Sheetal. I think he would have seen him in my post as well. So, we both <clears throat> put this platform. So, uh, we started, uh, right, which is like running is our therapy, if you uh, in the full form of it.
0: So, R I O T running yeah. is our therapy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, here, what we do is basically uh, we help uh, everybody with other things, which is So not running related because I feel, as I also mentioned earlier, if you have your nutrition right, if you have your strength right, the running will automatically improve. So our focus is more on that and running anyway, it is the byproduct it will happen. So that's what we are doing. And plus what we are trying to do is we want to build a community where we can also support people who really don't have that access. So we were doing it for some people offline before. But here, I thought if we have about 30, 40 people, we can support each other. We can do more for such people and all. So that is the whole idea where, you know, this came up and we just started off currently. And currently, we are an uh, app-based platform Mm -hmm. wherein we uh, work with our leads via this app. And it integrates the Yatya Gham in the India <coughs> Stava. So, and uh, it's easier for me also to analyze and gives a report weekly and monthly. So that's how we are currently working on. And we have uh, somebody else also who is on the, you know, who's working parallelly, who is a certified nutritionist, to a certified strength trainer. So they are taking care of, because that is not my expertise. All right. My expertise is in running. So, we have brought in somebody who will take care of that part as well. So, uh, hope, I mean, with this, we'll be able to help people. And uh, we will see to that, you know, nobody... Because running, everybody starts for fitness. It should not be like you should lose your fitness because of running. Right. So, we don't want that to happen. And it's a lifelong uh, thing. Uh, whoever is there with us, we want them to run life now. It's not that for five years or 10 years. So it's a long term thing. So, thinking all that, we have just started off with.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I wish you all the very best uh, yeah. with uh, that initiative as well. And uh, all the best with that. Yeah. Thank you. This has been a fantastic chat. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you for uh, taking the time and sharing your yeah. experience with the Working Alert podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was my conversation with Kuljit. I hope you enjoyed that. If you are enjoying these podcasts and are finding them useful, please consider supporting the podcast by subscribing to it on YouTube as well as on your favorite podcasting app. It really helps. Thanks again for your continuous support. See you next week with another guest.